Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. I feel a great need to talk to you. And this might be, uh, this episode might be more for me than it is for you, but I'm confident that what I'm experiencing some of you out there might be going through also or have been through and can relate. I've shared before that I am, that I struggle with sugar and carb addiction. And I want to clear that up because it's not something that's widely talked about. We usually hear about drugs and alcohol and porn, uh, workaholics, we don't really hear about sugar and carb addiction, and, which is surprising because when you look at the rate of diabetes throughout the world, especially in India, America, in so many places uh, uh, where people are, I don't want to just say obese, but are having lifestyle health issues. Food, you know, related to their food, related to stress, um, related to to diet, nutrition. I don't want to say diet, but the way they're feeding themselves. And and once again, this is not about blaming anybody. This is just about recognizing that there should be no shame in what you're struggling with. I mean, you might have a um, you know, phone addiction or uh, exercise addiction or, um, you know, video game addiction. Like, no one addiction is less or more than another. Addiction is addiction fundamentally. It means that, um, you know, you, you're having, uh, like, some type of physical allergy. There's some withdrawal symptoms if you don't get it, right? And then there's the mental obsession piece that comes with it where it's all you're thinking about 24-7. As soon as you wake up, you want it, you need it, and you become restless, irritable, and discontent when you don't get it. Anxious. Um, it's hard for you to concentrate. So we all you know, have, we're all on a spectrum of addiction, whether it's like so insane or I don't want to say insane, but so extreme where we've lost everything, family, house, car, job, um, you know, identity, um, you know, does way of living, friends, family. And then some of us are, we still have those things. You know, we're functioning from the outside. We look like we're, we're checking all the boxes. And then some of us are, uh, you know, not even close, right? But there can be a tipping point for, for any one of us at any time, right? Some stress or something gets out of control. You get an injury. A lot of people get fall into addiction through injury, and then they're taking painkillers for the pain, the opioids, and and now they're off to the races, right? 
So whatever your thing is, you could be addicted to love. There are people who are addicted to love, to to being around other people, you know, the codependents of the world, or addicted to power, or, you know, I did an episode on, on dominance. Just people who just like to win. They just like to put themselves in positions. You know, usually it's like the, the bullies out there in the world, but addicted, man. And so for me, it's, it's sugar and carbs. And I'm... I'm fortunate to be in a position, or I should say in a relationship with someone who cares enough to talk to our therapist, talk to friends, and to sit me down and say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at <laughs> what I see in the trash. I'm, I'm, I'm counting up the, the number of sugars in there, and I'm concerned. I, you, I think you, re, you need help you need more help and this is not uh, a better help ad I just want to put that out there um, we are sponsored by better help but this is not this is not that this is me today is June 18th okay June 18th and uh, and so this is something that I just went through yesterday uh, or yesterday or two days ago with my significant other my girlfriend uh, we talked to the therapist together about how she can best support me so that I can. And I have to tell you, I'm sharing this with you because I felt angry and frustrated and like, I got this. I don't need any help. This is a waste of time and money and energy. You know, I'm not on you about what I see your habits are, yada, 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 right? I, I felt very defensive, and I, I just wanted to, you know, get out the, the session and leave and, you know, just storm out. The thing that kept me there, though, was this I was thinking about my life, how unmanageable it has been. I lived out my car for a few years. And part of that was as I was, um, you know, I had quit my job. I found that the, the job was too stressful. That's so stressful, in fact, that I had probably, I think I put on 20 pounds during that, just eating sugar and carbs, just stuffing my face. I was showing up, had to show up really early, stay really late, work odd hours. I was on call. And I didn't feel supported by the uh, people at work. And I was just gorging. I was just numbing out on whatever foods that were around. I was, and I, I was working at a, 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 like a group home for kids. And, you know, the kids get snacks. And I was just eating all of their snacks. All, I mean, all of it. And then I had to you know, order more snacks. And they're like, who's eating all the snacks? Leo Flowers is. And so I quit that job because I felt like it was stressful. And instead of looking for another job, I remember I just played video games and, and ate and played more video games and ate. And it was like, and it, because I was, I was able to collect some, Oh, I had a few checks. I had a few more checks that were coming. I think the checks kept coming for like another 
one to two or three months or something like that. I forget what happened, but so I was like, oh, I'm, I'm good. You know, I was like, I'm going to kick back. And I never looked for a job, never filed for unemployment. And I just remember just I had a mattress on the floor and just playing video games and eating. And that's it. Until I, I this check stopped coming. And then there was an eviction notice on my door. And and now I'm living out in my car. And and mind you, I have a master's degree. I have a master's in counseling psychology. I used to counsel inmates and and married couples. I was a division one athlete. And here I am. I forget how old I was, like twenty seven maybe. And 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 by the way, didn't even wasn't even worried about it. I remember laying on a mattress on the floor, playing video games, stuffing my face with all these different foods, and thinking, "Oh, I just live out my car." Like I, I remember thinking, as long as I can make enough to pay for gas and buy whatever cookies, cakes, and donuts or whatever, and do some laundry. I was like, I'm good. Like, I, I there was n- never, and I never asked for help. I never told anyone what my situation was, what I was going through. To me, because I, I was numbed out on the sugar and carbs. I felt no urgency. I don't even remember being worried. I mean, maybe I was a little anxious, but but you know, when you're when you're in the drug, when you're in the addiction, you <laughs> you don't you don't feel those things. You get to bypass that, or you think you do. And so you know, I'm just gaining more weight and living out my car, and and I remember it like I was. I got a, finally got a job substitute teaching, and I was still living up my car. So, you know, I, I was living in L.A. at the time, and I would drive to these schools, and sometimes the schools would be like a half hour away from Hollywood because that's where I had my apartment. Um, so the the schools I were getting were based off of of that address, my old address, and uh, so sometimes. I would drive to the school the night before to avoid traffic so that it would eat up less gas. I remember that because, you know, money was so tight. I was like, well, let me drive to the school the night before so I'm not wasting gas when I'm by sitting in traffic and I'll just park out front. And I remember kids like literally knocking on my window to wake me up like, Mr. Flowers, Mr. Flowers, it's time for school. And I'd be like, all right, you know. And get the <laughs> the crust out of my eyes, and that was I was fine. I I don't remember feeling you know. Of course, I, I it was like a slight embarrassment, but as long as I I had my my fix, my foods, I was like, this is fine. I can do this, and I could do this for the rest of my life. So to take me back to being in a therapy session with my girlfriend and the therapist and 
sitting there seething with anger and how dare you and um this is uh this is this is has nothing to do with you this is me and i'll take care of this in my own time but i've I've had so much time i'm 47 and my a1c was 5.8 and i just got some blood work uh, drawn to see where it is now because I've been working to clean up my eating, reduce the carbs, and I've also joined uh, SCAA, a sugar and carb addicts group. And I joined them in 2020, right? 2020, Michelle found them. Uh, that was the beginning. And here's the thing. I wasn't all in. You know, when you when you join the 12-step program, so there's AA, right, Alcoholics Anonymous, and there's SCAA, which is Sugar Carbs um, Addicts Anonymous. And I, I, um, I wasn't all in. Like, I was going to the meetings, but I wasn't practicing the steps. I got a sponsor, but maybe for like a couple months, and then I stopped. I, you know, I haven't, I haven't, I've been in that, in the program for, since 2020. I have not read the entire big book. Um, I, I don't know if I've read all 12 steps, like there's a 12 step book. I haven't, like I haven't done the, I haven't done all the work. And so as I'm sitting there in that session, I'm, I, as, I, as angry as I am, as frustrated, as upset and, I also had to look, I had to be like, yeah, but have I, I haven't put my, I haven't done my best. So, you know, I could, I could waste energy being upset uh, with the, the person who loves me and the person that I love, who is trying to love me as best as they can, or I can, I can, I can be rigorously honest with myself and say, have I really done the best that I can? That I can? Am, I, am I showing up for myself? Like, even if she's not in the picture, like, have I, am I doing the best for Leo Flowers? And I bring this up because uh, so many of us have, um, so many people have tried to help us, and I'm sure people have tried to help you. And we we go like, no, nah, no, nah, I get out of here. I don't need any help. I got this. You know, it's kind of like a nine year old, right? Or like maybe even a, a a little younger than that, like a toddler, like when they're first learning how to do things, and you try to help them, and they're like, no, no, I got it, and they they want to do it. They want to do it all themselves. They want to prove that they can do it, and that's great, and that's wonderful that you that we and you want to have that autonomy but I, I was reading this book I, I can't remember what book it was it was about Anthony Bourdain and when they interviewed his wife when she was like you know what what do you think when she found out about the suicide she she talked about how he had such a strong need for control. 
strong need for control. And I recognize that in myself. I have a strong need to be in control at all times. I don't like, that's why I don't, people think I don't drink because, you know, I'm a goody two-shoes or, uh, you know, I think I'm better than other people. No, I just, I want to be in control of my behaviors, thoughts, and actions. But meanwhile, I'm, I'm in the sugar and carbs, which is completely dysregulating my mood, affecting my sleep, my behavior, my snoring. You know, if I if I have the, you know, too many sugar and carbs too close to bedtime, I'm like, this snore central. This snore central for Leo Flowers. Anthony Bourdain had a high need for control, which is why if you watch his documentary, he waited. I think he didn't get therapy until like a month before he ended his life. Like, like he, he was pretty much, he had already pretty much decided. But meanwhile, he was struggling with uh, alcohol addiction, cigarettes. Um, you know, he had talked about suicide, like all these things, and yet... He, he waited until he was too far in. And because of his schedule and his traveling, he was able to get away with continuing his addictive behaviors. His wife really couldn't be around him. The kids couldn't be around him. He was on the road a lot. And from the outside looking in, once again, he, he's doing well. He has a, a hit TV show. He's doing jujitsu. He was in amazing shape, you know. So from the outside looking in, you're like, the guy is traveling. He's making money. He's providing for the family. He's he's doing a job that he loves, or at least it, it looked like it, and yet he needed help. And I, I can't imagine a number of people who tried to help him, who tried to assist him, and because of his high need for control, Last, I think last episode we talked about dominance, but con- his need for control ultimately did him in. And then there were some other things, but, and so I'm recognizing that in myself where I could complain and blame, but at the end of the day, when I, when I go back through my history, when I look at my record, when I look at my behaviors, and I look at my health and the things that it's caused and um, the distractions that it's been, the weight fluctuations, and I look at my family, the number of people who have had diabetes, heart attacks, and uh, cardiovascular disease, all these different health issues related to food and nutrition. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. So, you know, if, if you're in a situation right now where people are offering you help, and, and here's the thing, let me rephrase it, people are offering you care, because sometimes care can feel, caring can feel controlling. It really can. And, and, there, and there might be some of that, right, where it's like maybe this person is trying to control you, but... Ask yourself if you if you submit a little bit, 
right, to to what they're suggesting for you or of you or asking of you, would you be cl- closer to who you want to be? I mean, ultimately, it, you have to want to make the, I hate this word change, the adjustment. I hate the word change. I love the word adjustment. You have to be willing to adapt to what is and ask yourself, what what tiny adjustment do I need to make? So for myself, going all in, I said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and get a sponsor. I'm going to get another sponsor and let's, let's see what, and get the blood test and see where we're at. And I'm going to really work the steps for the next. I have some, um, I'm home for a little bit. So I'm like, let me, let me be all in on this. Let me, because I've just seen too many of my friends uh, or people that I know who needed help, who were offered help and swatted it down. And then I also know a number of people who needed help or offered help, took it, and now are starting to thrive and and some are starting to flourish which uh will be talked about in a future episode the difference between thriving and flourishing so if you found any value in this if this connects with you share it with one other person please I, once again, I just want to reiterate, sometimes caring can feel controlling, but ask yourself, would you be closer to who you want to be if you took some of the help, some of the advice, if you did a bit more work for yourself? Would you feel closer to how you want to feel? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. Uh, If you found value in this, please share the episode with one other person. It'll take you seven seconds. And then what's beautiful is you can ask them, you know, what connected with them, what resonated with them. And then you two can have a conversation. And when we have a conversation, we can build a community. And that's how we maintain connection you can always go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching with yours truly let's get to tomorrow together